Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the gripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Perception is the key, and the heart yeah. is the solution. Heart perception will change everything. I'm Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us at www.thesecretteachings.info and search us on Facebook at The Secret Teachings, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. This week is kind of like that last week of school before something really good happens like, you know, your holiday break or you have finals coming up. Maybe the finals aren't fun, but you know you get out of school eventually. And so that last week of school, you do a lot of really mundane work, but you have a lot of fun, hang out with your friends. You don't really do a lot. That's what this week is on the Fringe FM, at least here on The Secret Teachings. I've got some powerful, powerful information for you tonight. And then tomorrow night, we've got Karen Dahlman. Wednesday night, we've got Harold Kautz. Thursday night, we've got Don and David, authors of What Really Makes You Ill. And I'm not quite sure about Friday, which is our normal rebroadcast of a best of episode. But Friday is also Fringe Fest. So what's going on during Fringe Fest? Separate from the Fringe FM as a radio network, Fringe Fest featuring some of maybe your favorite speakers. Some people you may not have heard of before, but speakers from Friday to Saturday into Halloween TheFringeFest.com is the place you can go to get tickets. If you use my name, Ryan, R-Y-A-N, it basically tells them, I sent you there, you get 15% off, and the tickets are like $15 anyway. So 15% off of $15, what, 15% off of $10 is $1.50. So half that seventy-five, $2.25 roughly off of 15 bucks. So it's it's hardly any money at all. Um, I think with the Eventbrite... Uh, fee it's it ends up being 15 bucks with the discount you know without the fee that's what the discount takes away from so ryan r-y-a-n thefringefest.com go get your tickets it's big it's bold and some people say it's a little bit spooky i don't know i don't know how spooky it's going to be how scary it's going to be because i don't really have a good judge of that character myself to be honest with you when i do a radio show i, I i'm talking about things that to me like it's empowering to learn and to grow and to experience. And I don't really get scared about a lot of the stuff that I talk about, but I do I do have to try to put myself in a position where if I'm like laying in bed at night and it's dark out and I tune into my show, you know, or if I was laying there and I tuned into my show, I'd probably think, yeah, it's a little bit uncomfortable to go to bed now. It's a little uncomfortable to go to sleep. Maybe that's just my personality. That's how I come off. I'm not entirely sure, but people tell me this show is scary. Maybe it is scary, but tonight what I'm going to share with you, yeah, it's disturbing for sure, but it's also really empowering because although you might think ignorance is bliss, I actually think it's more blissful to be informed and to be aware. And I'm just going to point out some things tonight that I think that you should be aware of. 
and I'm going to do it in a structured way as we always do here on The Secret Teachings. Tonight's show, I have titled Dark Winter, World in Chains. Now those two things, Dark Winter and World in Chains, they sort of go together. World in Chains is a scenario that has been presented just like any other scenario or exercise. This is more of like a theory. It's a scenario where a global totalitarian government uses a novel technology to lock a majority of the world into perpetual suffering. World in chains. And the idea that a global totalitarian government would lock the world into a perpetual state of suffering using a novel technology. So-called viruses can also be engineered genetically. Therefore, a novel technology could be a novel virus. But a world in chains scenario might be worse than extinction. Someone locked up in solitary confinement for 20, 30 years, their entire lives, they might just want to die. It might be better for them to just die rather than be locked away and oppressed indefinitely with no hope of ever being free again. And when you spend that much time in solitary confinement or some form of lockdown in that regard, there's no freedom even left in your mind if you don't find a way to balance your thoughts. And I know that for sure because you can see the stress in some people's eyes just from having like suggested stay-at-home orders in some states here in the United States. The world in chains scenario sounds very grim, of course, but Even though we think about asteroids and we think about things that would destroy the planet, makes for a good sci-fi movie, the World in Chains scenario would probably be worse than an asteroid impact. It would probably be worse than nuclear annihilation because people would be alive and suffering indefinitely, and they would be used as the fuel to the engine that is this authoritarian state. Now, if you think about what that would look like, it would involve much of what China has done to their population and what any authoritarian regime in the history of the world would have done had they had the technological capabilities of today. And likewise, in 50 to 100 years, I would imagine, as an example, that they would look back on us today and say, whatever the technology they have then in 100 years, they'll say, well, if they would have had that in 2020, they would have used it, and it would have been just as bad as it is today. If that's the year 2100, it's the same thing. Our technology today is far superior to anything in the 20th century, just in the last two decades, so it would be detrimental to all freedom, all liberty, and all pursuits of happiness, which ultimately is your right to opportunity, not to one-size-fits-all collective conformity. So that's the world in chains. And the dark winter 
may have uh, various meanings, of course, but here's one thing that I noticed, and I'm sure some of you noticed it. I was watching the presidential debate, the second one, between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Oh my God, it's another political show. Just calm down for a second, okay? I'm watching this debate. I'm laughing. I'm texting like four or five different people that are laughing with me. And my ears perked up like a, like a dog that's going to get a treat. When I heard Joe Biden, you know, the senile old man with dementia who doesn't remember if he's running for Senate or if he's running for the presidency, I heard Joe Biden say something peculiar. Here's what he said. By the summer, we're about to go into a dark winter, a dark winter. We're about to go into a dark winter. And he says, President Trump has no plan. We're about to go into a dark winter. Here is Joe Biden saying that one more time. We're about to go into a dark winter. The summer, we're about to go into a dark winter, a dark winter. All right. Now, you might think a dark winter. He just means the winter's coming. There's a crisis. And maybe this will be a really, really bad winter. So they call it a dark winter. The winter's dark anyway, right? It's void of light. In the wintertime, everything dies. So you have cold, death, and destruction. No warmth, no light. Very little warmth, very little light. So that's all it means. Dark winter, that's it. Well, it just so happens to be that in places like Minneapolis and places like Chicago, they are getting early snow and they're getting lots of early snow. They are getting snow and storms And it's actually getting really cold here in upstate New York. It's not like out of the ordinary. It's always cold. But the winter seems to be coming quicker this year. Like here in New York, we jumped from summertime right into winter temperatures. It's supposed to be, it's steadily going down, but it's supposed to be like in the 30s to the 30s to 40s this entire week. I mean, this is the fall. Winter really doesn't start until the the big snows. Uh, late November to late December sometimes. Last year didn't snow until like early January. But the winter is here early this year. That doesn't mean climate change did it. It just means that there are cycles and revolutions of the planet, not of governments and society. And things change celestially. And the seasons come and the seasons go. And that's usually because of the sun and the moon, not because of carbon dioxide. So we get an early winter, perhaps. Maybe not, but we've already seen some records that are being set. And then we have a supposed surge in COVID-19 cases. And, oh, my God, another COVID-19 show. Just hold on a second, okay? It's not political. It's not COVID-19. We're talking about the dark winter, and we're talking about the world in chains scenario. It all goes together. We just have to have all the pieces so that we can put this thing together and understand what's happening. So we have maybe an early winter, even so probably going to be a very cold winter. For those of you who get that kind of weather, it's already like that right now. It's getting very cold very quickly, and it's jumping from summer to wintertime, it feels like. Not necessarily out of the ordinary, but but here's what we're experiencing already. Some places have record snowfall already. We have the raise, the rising numbers of COVID-19, supposedly, although they're putting all the numbers into other categories. So winter a bad winter, and a spreading, uncontrollable pandemic that if you believe 
in one of a number of official narratives that keep changing, essentially has been acknowledged to have come out of a laboratory in China, in Wuhan, where under the Obama administration, the National Institute of Health, Institutes of Health, and Fauci, transferred that genetic material with millions of dollars to China and had them work on this this virus or this scenario studying a virus, coronavirus. And of course, the woman that works at the lab is running the Facebook fact check and all that, if you don't remember. So that's happening. And so you would think maybe it's kind of like a biological agent. It's kind of like a biological weapons attack. I'm not stretching for this. I'm just kind of suggesting to you this is what it looks like. A really bad winter, a biological terror attack, even if it is global and even if it is not as bad as it has been told to us. It could be entirely fake. It could be like what the Chinese did in 1952. They lied to their population about insects and disease being dropped in biological chemical attacks all over China. So they got the Chinese people to wear masks and to distance themselves and to stay home and to collect insects and to clean with toxic chemicals all throughout various provinces of China. But it was all based on a lie. They found evidence of the lie with normal everyday things that were already happening, but that happened in 1952 in Beijing. So it could be a fake attack, a fake biological attack. Why does any of that matter, though? Well, let's once again, very quickly, it's a short little clip. What did Joe Biden say at the presidential debate? It's a political show. It's not a political show. It's the dark winter. This is what Joe Biden said. Listen. About to go into a dark winter, a dark winter. We're about to go into a dark winter, a dark winter. Okay, the dark winter and the world in chains. Well, while multitudes of and, and hordes of zombified and mundane brains focus on the importance of physical identity and Green New Deals and presidential candidate Joe Biden calling this winter a dark winter, saying, quote, we're about to go into a dark winter. While all this is going on, some other stuff is also going on. Like, for example, Japan has decided to dump hundreds of tons of additional tritium-contaminated wastewater from Fukushima into the ocean. Into the ocean. Meanwhile, researchers are asserting that rather than extinction being our cause for concern, it really should be focused on the world in chains, which is a scenario in which a global government uses a novel technology... Genetic engineering is also a technology, a novel technology to lock the world population into a prison of perpetual suffering. From artificial intelligence to molecular nanotechnology to engineer disease, these new technologies are as novel as COVID-19 and can be used to erect a prison planet in a short period of time. With early and intense snow in some parts of the United States and a raging so-called pandemic, it would seem that yet another exercise like lockstep, one of four scenarios in the Rockefeller Foundation document on future technology published about a decade ago, this one in particular back in 2001 called Dark Winter, has gone live. This is an actual document 
that you can get from Johns Hopkins University, Bloomberg School of Public Health, Center for Health Security, Johns Hopkins Center for Civilian Biodefense, Center for Strategic and International Studies, ANSWER, A-N-S-E-R, and Memorial Institute for the Prevention of Terrorism. This was conducted in 2001. It was conducted actually on the summer solstice, Letha, between the 22nd and 23rd, which is the height of the summer solstice. A bioterrorism exercise at Andrews Air Force Base. And in this dark winter scenario... And you can actually read the script from Johns Hopkins University. I've got a copy of it here printed out. They talk about the conditions of the United States at the introduction in this scenario. And they tell you how the winter was very, very severe. And this whole thing starts on December 9th of 2002 in the scenario. The actual study or scenario or whatever it ultimately was, exercise, was conducted on June 22nd through June 23rd, 2001. The scenario took place on December 9th of 2002, where the United States fell into a dark winter. Now, the lockstep scenario from the Rockefeller document on future technology or future technologies, the lockstep section of this, scenarios for the future of technology and international development, says a world of tighter top-down government control and more authoritarian leadership with limited innovation and growing citizen pushback. And it talks about a pandemic beginning in 2012. Again, this was published before that. It's a scenario, and this is a description of the scenario. That's lockstep. You've probably heard of that. And then you have dark winter. You've probably heard of that as well. I've got both of those here on my desk. And if you want copies of these, you can just type in Rockefeller lockstep PDF. If you type in PDF, that'll usually bring you to the actual document. Or type in Dark Winter Johns Hopkins, and you'll get the main page, Dark Winter, from their website. Uh, They give you the overview, and then it says Related Content. You can click on About the Exercise or Dark Winter Script. It's a script, literally a script. And you can look at the PDF there on Johns Hopkins' website. I can also send those to you if you want copies. Just be a little bit patient, if you will, rdgable at yahoo.com. So that's what we're looking at. That's what we're seeing. Now, meanwhile, we've got other things going on, such as the the Japanese government literally dumping hundreds, I think it's 170 tons of contaminated tritium radioactive water back into the ocean. They pull it out of the ocean to cool down the plant, and it's cost hundreds of billions of dollars to, 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 to fix this situation. Radiation levels are still skyrocketing. And they're going to dump a lot of this into the water. They act like this is the first time they've done it. No, they've done it in the past. They've been dumping hundreds and hundreds of tons of this material into the ocean since 2011. So that's going on. And people want to talk about Green New Deals and climate change while literally 170 tons of radioactive tritium water is going to be dumped into the ocean officially. No conspiracy theory, officially. And Greenpeace, I don't know what you think about Greenpeace. I don't really have many thoughts, but Greenpeace is is warning, rightfully so, that if you dump that into the water, it's already bad enough, but dumping that into the water will accelerate the alteration of DNA, like human DNA, animal DNA, because it's radioactive material. 
and it's very, very toxic and poisonous. So while that's going on, Visa, you know, like your card, Visa paid for this study slash report on digital equity and how it's critical to an inclusive recovery from the pandemic. And in the document, they go through all this stuff. They're like, oh, well, women don't have the same access to this. It's always about women not having the same access. Okay, I know there are plenty of soccer moms. There are plenty of yoga women that have access to the Internet. In fact, they barely have access to the real world because they've been plugged into the Internet. All right, so I don't know what they're talking about. Women... They imply like it's women in third world countries. Well, if you're in a third world country, it's not like you come home and your husband's online. You'd barely have running water, let alone an Internet connection. But they even have to break down digital things to equity and how some people don't have access to it because they have vaginas. It's just preposterous. But this is Visa saying that we need to control the digital grid, the environment. And then the BBC is reporting that by 2025, Half of all work is going to be done by machines. So when we come back from our first break here into the second segment, I'm going to explain what all this is. Dark Winter, the pandemic war games. That's a foreign policy article going back to April of this year. The lockstep plan. And, of course, it factors in as well. Event 201, which was also conducted by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Johns Hopkins University. And then when... I guess you could call them news outlets or journalists go in and they're like, we're going to go debunk this or we're going to find proof of it. We're going to kind of analyze and investigate this. So then they go to Johns Hopkins University and they ask them, is this a scenario here to 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 a pandemic that you guys planned? And they're like, no, what are you talking about? That's just a scenario in case there was a disease outbreak. Yeah, it is. But I'll explain more why they do these scenarios and exercises when we come back. From the break here, we're also going to play the uh, the new montage tonight, which is in our archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. It's called Dark Winter. And when you sign up to the archive for all the shows, you get access to the montages as well. www.thesecretteachings.info, facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings, and rdgable at yahoo.com. I'm talking fast because there's a lot to get to tonight. We have a lot of great guests coming up this week. Karen Dahlman, Harold Kautz, they're both speaking at Fringe Fest. Get your tickets today with the promo code RYAN, R-Y-A-N, at thefringefest.com. More secret teachings after this on The Fringe. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, where the normal and paranormal collide. It's the Fringe FM. This is Max Egan from This is Max Egan from thecrowhouse.com and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Want more of the Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. 
This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, Ryan, and yourself. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Calling all witches, warlocks, goblins, and ghouls. Join us for a two-day Halloween extravaganza featuring the biggest names in the paranormal universe. Friday, October the 30th, and Saturday, October the 31st. Get your tickets before they sell out at thefringefest.com. That is thefringefest.com. Trick or truth, the choice is yours. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStreamLive is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. You're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting. May I have the password, please? The Fringe FM. That's right, sir. That is the password. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, phenomenal show, for phenomenal interview, phenomenal questions. And uh, I'd be willing to come back at any time and uh, explore other topics for discussion. So thank you for having me on today. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan. This morning, we are verifying if the COVID-19 pandemic was predicted nearly a decade ago. Start with the claim that this lockdown was planned more than 10 years ago in the, quote, Rockefeller document. Now, there are a lot of claims in these posts. They say that the Rockefeller document talks about a contagious but low mortality rate virus. We're about to go into a dark winter, a dark winter. We found the document these claims mention. It's actually called Scenarios for the Future of Technology and International Development. Without better planning, 2020 could be the darkest winter in modern history. That it would have a weaponized version, that the virus would be transported between labs and smuggled out by China, that they'd fund government agencies and give them talking points and scripts, and that governments would coordinate a vaccine development and multiple lockdown phases. A dark winter. In 2001, a real-world exercise tested the emergency response to a bioterror attack on the continental United States. The operation was called Dark Winter. Within just a few days, the simulation spiraled out of control. The operation predicted a rapid, 
breakdown in essential institutions, civil disorder, and massive civilian casualties. A dark winter has revealed how vulnerable we've become. So what psychologists are saying is as the days get shorter and colder and as case numbers continue to rise in the country, they say that mental health concerns will also go up. And that just takes us back to we've got to bring this thing to a close and then you can have the tourism and the travel and the sports and the uh, variety of things uh, to where we were before this. If you do not do what you are told to do, when you're told to do it, you will be punished. Do you understand? I saw One day there will be a pandemic. It could begin during the crush of Black Friday sales. A pathogen will jump from tainted banknotes to human skin, onto food, toys, children, and loved ones. By the time patient zero feels the first sore throat, millions of people will already be infected. From this point, the breakdown will happen fast. Day one, hospitals will reach capacity. Panic will strike. Day two, quarantine zones will be established. Resources will be rationed. Transport will go into lockdown. Day three, international trade will stop. The oil will dry up. The stock market will collapse. Day four, the power will fail. The shelves will be empty. The taps will run dry. And once hunger and despair take hold, people will do anything for survival. By day five, everyone will be a potential threat. What will it take to save what remains? If you do not do what you are told to do, when you're told to do it, you will be punished. Do you understand? I saw... Read my lips. A new world order. We have a real chance at this new world order. Come on, man. An order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. We're about to go into a dark winter. Could be the darkest winter in modern history. What will it take to save what remains? New world order. Dark winter. A new world order. Behind closed doors, the storm will pass. We will survive. The darkest winter in modern history. Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. A new world order behind closed doors. That's from a United Nations global awareness event. Isn't that kind of weird? And I just look at these kids that are singing. You could just type in United Nations Pacific New World Order song. It's actually a song called The New World Order, and it's about the new normal and about how we need to social distance and stay away from each other and wear masks and all this. And all the kids are like, a new world order behind closed doors. We have to survive. And it's all fun, and they're dancing around. And 
native clothing and then the United Nations has this one world at home thing where they team up with Lady Gaga and they've got like the red eye of Hal from a space odyssey and the Terminator eye that watches you through your computer. And Lady Gaga is like, oh my God, it's just so wonderful to be here with all of you. We're here at home staying safe. Let's have, uh, I think they had David Beckham or something on there. Isn't he a soccer player? They had like David Beckham and they had Lady Gaga and then Billie Eilish came out of a crypt and she did a song. And you got all these celebrities that are just like, watch us. We're here to help you. We're here to be with you. We're here to be your friends. These people are so grotesquely ugly spiritually. And it doesn't matter what they look like physically, spiritually. When you can see with a spiritual eye, they are fake. They are hollow. They are shells. They have no substance. They have no meaning beyond that which they are used for. The soul has been stripped and removed. They are hollow vessels of possession. They are the cups to be filled with that which comes out of the end of the will of the magician's wand. That is what the United Nations is doing on a global scale to get you used to and conditioned to the idea of like, we're closing borders. And we're coming together, a new world order. It's so great. And the average person has no idea what that means. So they're like, well, yeah, we should close borders, man. And like, I want to live with other people. And I'm not racist against people. I'm not sexist against people. I I care. Of course, I'm going to wear a mask for you. And then someone like myself, I sit here, and I know that it sounds crazy, but I sit here just like I've done for years. And a good example of this would be, I one time told somebody that their computer and their TV was spying on them. And they said, they don't have the technology for that. And I said, "Mm, they do have the technology for that. Uh, That's in their official papers. Uh, But I just interviewed the former head of the National Security Agency, Bill Binney, who ran the NSA during the Cold War, and he said, that's the system, and it's been like that for a while. Now they have the technology that caught up to being able to have that one world at home, you know, digital surveillance system. That's not what he said, but that's what it is. That digital surveillance system that watches and listens to everything you do. That's what the NSA director told me. And they looked at me, they're like, man, you're nuts. What do you mean the NSA director? What are you talking about? What are you smoking, man? And then I forgot, like, well, most people don't have radio shows, so I have to put myself in a position and explain, I have another job, I do a radio show, and I interviewed the head of the NSA, and this is what he told me. So if I'm sitting here, and I'm reading through the Rockefeller Foundation, uh, this is the full report, I've got the whole thing right here, Uh, Global Business Network, the Rockefeller Foundation, Scenarios for the Future of Technology and International Development, and we pop this thing open, And there it is, one of the four scenarios to technological development is called Lockstep, a world of tighter top-down government control and more authoritarian leadership with limited innovation and growing citizen pushback. And I watched one news segment where they're trying to debunk this, and they're like, Lockstep is just one of four scenarios in the Rockefeller document. That means it's basically false. Well, how did you come to that conclusion? Well, because the whole document doesn't talk about using a disease to lock down the world. No, but one scenario in the document does. And it says in 2012, the pandemic that the world has been anticipating for years finally hit. And then it talks about what happens. And they said, well, in the report, it killed 8 million people and COVID didn't kill that many people. So 
that must mean this is not a prediction of COVID-19. And it's not really a prediction of COVID-19. They're right. And a lot of people who tout this as proof, I, I don't think that they're right either. I think that this is one of many scenarios that have been wargamed, that have been battle-tested, and that have been activated as a response to a real, artificial, or a semi-synthetic, semi-organic thing that is happening. And so they have the scenario for lockstep. What will happen if we have a virus, a disease that spreads? Well, this is what we'll do. That's the authoritarian, all I have is a hammer, so all I have in my vision are nails, and that's all that I know how to deal with. There are other scenarios, though, that aren't that bad. Then there's Dark Winter, a bioterrorism exercise performed at Andrews Air Force Base in June of 2001. It was, interestingly enough, performed on the summer solstice. Letha, no coincidence. Bioterrorism exercise, Andrews Air Force Base. Johns Hopkins Center for Civilian Biodefense. Center for Strategic and International Studies. ANSER, A-N-S-E-R, and Memorial Institute for the Prevention of Terrorism. And in this report, it's a 44-page report. I've got a copy of it here. You can go to Johns Hopkins Dark Winter, search that, and you'll find a copy of this. The scenario begins in December of 2002 in the wintertime. It's a very, very severe winter. Heating and oil prices are very, very high, especially in the United States in the Northeast. And up until this point, the U.S. economy was really, really good. Well, up until this point, the U.S. economy was really, really good, and now we're heading into what vice president, former vice president, really, not even really a former vice president, just a, 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 a treasonous traitor to the United States of America, and really to all humanity, anybody that likes freedom. Joe Biden, at the last presidential debate, and no, that doesn't mean I like Trump, but Joe Biden at the last presidential debate said this, about Dark Winter. And if you don't know what that document is, you've never listened to this show or other shows where they talked about Clade X or Dark Winter or Lockstep, then you wouldn't have any reference point. And that's okay. That's why you listen to shows like this and why I listen to other shows and I read. Because if I wouldn't have known that, that comment would have went right over my head. But I'm listening to the debate and I heard Dark Winter. And I thought, well, that's, um, he can't remember who he's running against, he said he was running against George, you know, Bush, not Trump, and then he said he's running for Senate twice, but he does remember this. We're about to go into a dark winter, a dark winter. And We're about to go into a dark winter. I'm running for the Senate, I'm running against George Bush, and we're about to go into a dark winter. I told you that, don't worry, we're going to end this by the summer. We're about to go into a dark winter, a dark winter. A dark winter, a dark winter. That seems benign, doesn't it? And then you read, oh, Dark Winter was a scenario in which there was a really bad winter and all of society collapses in the United States as a result of a bioterrorism attack, which in Dark Winter, it was a smallpox attack. But just like in Lockstep, in the Rockefeller Foundation report, it's not about them saying, hey, look, it's a COVID-19 Virus, that's the name of it, and it's going to happen on this date. Okay, even PNAC, the project for the new American century that was written at the end of the 1990s that predicted, in a sense, 9-11, didn't really say, hey, 
some terrorists are going to hijack planes and fly them into buildings, which it would seem now that that's not actually even what happened fully. But they didn't say that in the document. They said, we'll need an event to do X, Y, Z. To regain American superiority and dominance, we need this to happen, a new Pearl Harbor. And then right after 9-11, George Bush, of all the things he could have said, of all the things this bumbling little monkey could have done, Curious George, of all the things he could have said or done, he gets on TV and he's like, other than telling you, you know, you're with us, you're with the Tursts, he could never say terrorist, he always said Tursts. I can't pronounce words either, but I'm not the president, okay? You're with the Tursts, or you're with us, or I'm going to put food on your family. But he gets up on the podium, remember what he said? He said, this is our new Pearl Harbor. It's our new Pearl Harbor. And 20 years later, after 9-11 and after Dark Winter and in the middle of those 20 years, Lockstep and the Rockefeller Foundation, right into 2020, Johns Hopkins University again, and that's not like necessarily suspicious. They're just one of the big ones. Also the Central Intelligence Agency, I believe the World Economic Forum, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they get together again and they do a novel coronavirus test. So this is spanned out interestingly. 20 years ago, Dark Winter, biological, bioterrorism exercise about smallpox, Dark Winter, smallpox spreads, it's really bad, the winter's really bad, society could potentially collapse in the United States. 10 years later, lockstep looking at new technology in a Rockefeller Foundation report showed that technology, if used in a certain way, could lead to a world of tighter top-down government control and more authoritarian leadership with limited innovation and growing citizen pushback as a result of a pandemic. And then Event 201 was about a novel coronavirus. And it's basically paid for the studies and the research and the exercises and the scenarios by the same group of people, from Johns Hopkins to the World Economic Forum to the United Nations to Bill and Melinda Gates two little tiny universities and think tanks and groups here or there. And they're all saying the same thing. In order to protect, in order to save, in order to preserve, the republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire for a safe and secure society. I'm sure you think I'm nuts if you've never read any of this stuff, and that's cool. That's fine. I mean, if you just start talking about, like, sports statistics, I've got no clue what you're talking about. I don't think you're crazy. I just don't know what you're talking about. So I'm lost. Explain it to me. You might think, oh, this is really negative. No, this is actually really positive because what I'm showing you is what these groups have published. Like, I'm 29 in a radio studio hosting a radio show, which because of my integrity and my dedication to this, which has destroyed my social life, I can sit here with a copy of stuff from the Rockefeller Foundation because I have internet access and from Johns Hopkins because I have internet access and Event 201 because I have internet access, and I can sit here with no college education and I can read what these organizations and people say that they're doing and what they're going to do and then I can relate it to what's happening today. And you can too if you have an open mind, which doesn't mean believe everything. It means, oh, 
They ran a scenario 20 years ago. Oh, they ran another one 10 years ago. Oh, there were little ones in between. Oh, they ran one last year. Oh, they all came together and they're all basically saying the same thing. Let's put the world in chains and we'll control everything with artificial intelligence to keep you safe. Even Visa is saying we need digital equity in order to recover from the pandemic, which they're talking about women and women not having access to, you know, certain digital things, which, okay, fine. But, you know, Visa doesn't care about women. They don't care about men. They care about control. That's what Visa cares about. And so they want to get rid of the money. Digital currency. It's like, do you really think that the smoking man is sitting there smoking a cigarette, you know, from the X-Files, thinking like, oh my God, man, we didn't do anything in this, this, somebody ate a bat in soup and we're going to get the cashless society. We're going to get total 24 hour a day, seven day a week, telescreen, 1984, George Orwell, Eric Blair application we're going to get people to stop eating meat to save the world we're going to get all these things that we've been planning because somebody ate a soup you really think that's what happened and they're just like smoking cigars and cigarettes to you know the cheers toast i'm sure that's what happened now psychopaths like to tell you what they're going to do to you Psychopaths have a certain pathology where they subconsciously, some of them want to be caught. Others are so arrogant, they'll just tell you, yeah, I'm going to do this to you. Because they know that you can't stop them. Because they know, just like Kathy O'Brien was told, if you ever read the book Transformation of America, they told her at the White House, listen, You can tell everybody what happened to you. Nobody is going to believe that Ronald Reagan or George Bush or Dick Cheney or Senator Byrd or any of these people touched you. Go ahead. Go to the newspaper. Tell them. You'll end up in a mental institution. And that's what it's like. Hey, look, Dark Winter. Hey, look, Lockstep. Hey, look, Event 201. Hey, look, all these exercising war games. Go ahead. Tell everybody because no one's going to do anything about it. Nobody can do anything about it. Everybody gets afraid. That's the reaction they want. I would imagine for you to be afraid if you become aware of it. But that's why I do this show. At least that's my intention. So that you're not afraid. So that I can show you there's always a way out of this. And it's really, really simple. But you have to start with yourself. Now, the Dark Winter exercise took place back in 2001. But there have been other scenarios that have been run since then. Atlantic Storm in 2005, organized by the Center for Biosecurity at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, which simulated an international outbreak of smallpox, similar to Dark Winter. There was the SPARS pandemic, which supposedly took place in 2025 through 2028, conducted in Minnesota. Then there was Clade X, which was also hosted by Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security in 2018, which proposed a worldwide coronavirus outbreak with no vaccine. That was Claydex, and that was a coronavirus outbreak without a vaccine. And that was also designed to train the Trump administration for 
that scenario, which just so happened to take place, just like the 7-7 bombings. Remember the interview? I forget that guy they interviewed. Like, so I think it was like a police chief. Like, so you were conducting an operation for a scenario at the same time in the same place that it just happened to occur. And he's like, exactly. Not a coincidence. October 2019, so a year ago, Event 201 presented an exercise that started with an outbreak of a novel coronavirus that spread globally and that persistently forecast COVID-19. Maybe they're just really good at what they do. Okay, maybe they're really good at what they do. They're really, really good. If they're so good at what they do, then how come, as a result of everything that's happened, things have only gotten worse, as so we're told? Well, two things. One, either nothing's really bad, and you're just being lied to by corporate-controlled dinosaur media, or things are really, really bad, and they're doing their best to save you and protect you. Hmm. Which one of those scenarios sounds more accurate? Maybe nothing's really going on, but they're doing their best to save you and protect you by creating an image, a mirage that things are really bad so that you will willingly kneel and cover yourself in the presence of gods and do exactly at all times under all circumstances what Bill Gates tells you to do. And if you don't, well, that doesn't please the medical czar of the new global government. Be like those Pacific Islanders and sing that song. That's what you need to do. Be like those Pacific Islanders and sing that song, A New World Order. That's what it is, A New World Order. Sing that that song. Sing that song about the New World Order. That's what you need to do. A new world order, oh, it's so fun. Nowhere to go, nowhere to run. Bill Gates is coming after you. He's got vaccines. He just wants to protect you. We are closing sovereignty. We're destroying liberty too. Oh yeah. Getting rid of equal opportunity. Destroying the human race and freedom. Yeah. Oh, we will rise. You'll rise because when they pull you up by your mask straps and the chains around you that you put yourself into like a dystopian story. That's the only time you're going to move is when they tell you to move. That's not fear. That's reality. That's history. You break those chains now before they fully get them around your neck and your wrists and your feet. You think slavery was bad? Some chains and some whips and some slave owners... Throughout the history of the world, this is technological tyranny. This is the world in chains. It ain't controlled by humans. It's controlled by artificial intelligence. And there ain't no way out. So you better resist it now. Even though they tell you resistance is futile. We're coming after you with shots. 
Ooh, we love those shots. Taking away all your meat, genetically altering the environment to save the world. We will rise in our fetters. We will rise after kneeling to Bill Gates. Oh, I love John Hopkins and I love Gigi Ping. I love the New World Order, a bunch of lying, jackbooted, puke-faced Gestapo thugs. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. That's what saves you. But you have to give it to others before you can get it. Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now, so... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. Find the Fringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books. www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Are you ready to explore the unknown and The Secret Teachings? Do you have everything you need? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. SpongeBob sounds ready. Are you... Why listen to the Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with Lighting the Void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, 
available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. What happens when you bring the Fringe FM together with the world's leading paranormal experts and influencers? What if no topic was off the table, including paranormal events, conspiracy theory, witchcraft, psychic abilities, astrology, ufology, and more? And what would happen if you broadcast this event in crystal clear video live around the world, allowing viewers to interact with their favorite presenters? You would have created the monster that is the Fringe Fest 2020. Two nights only, Friday, October 30th and Saturday, October 31st. Go to thefringefest.com for more info. Get your tickets today at thefringefest.com. That is thefringefest.com. Trick or truth, it's up to you. Enlightening. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, where the normal and paranormal collide. It's the Fringe FM. No, I really appreciate being on your show, and you ask great questions and have a dialogue, and not every show does that. This is Linda Godfrey, author of Monsters Among Us. My website is lindagodfrey.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. I'm going to play a very short piece of this. From Chris Webby, Raw Thoughts Part 4. should be able to find the truth, but they make it tough. You think the news would tell you, but most of that they've been making up. For anyone who's good, there's the John Wilkes booth. All the Jedi's lying dead, while the Sith grow roots. And if you try to speak the truth, they'll Anthony Bourdain you, hang you, and use suicide to explain you. We don't all need to agree, but how can you... Remember that's how they overthrew the Republic, killed all the Jedi's? Said the Jedi's were the unpatriotic ones. If we don't unite, this might not be the land of the free for much longer. Rights getting stripped real fast while we fight each other because they want us just like that. We so divided by race, religion, color, and class. Now it's who doesn't, doesn't mother wear a mask and the virus is real. But it's seeming like they planned it the way they're using it to their political advantage. I don't claim to have the answers, but I'm telling you what. Bill Gates is mad sus. Sketchy as off. 2020 been some shit. Life got crazy. Bunch of trolls looking for someone to type at angry. Y'all just hate on everybody. It's just like that lately. I got an auntie named Karen. She's a nice ass lady. And I thought I was a liberal for most of my life. But holy Christ, you fucking lefties have been colder than nice. And I can't believe I'm saying it. Honestly, I hate the shit, but I got more in common with Trump supporters and Reagan. It's a great line. Woke bums, canceling everyone. We say one thing y'all don't like and our career's done. No more open dialogue or conversation at all. No debate or discussion. What can Authoritarianism. I say? Authoritarianism. 
worse than public crucifixions, then we're all fucked. So this is me speaking my piece. Shit, I would go down shooting for my freedom of speech. And that's the first two amendments loaded in one clip, aiming at this broke political system we're stuck with. They got all our Oh, it's so political. The Constitution of the United States of America is a horrible thing. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Don't you think that if racists wrote that, they would have written life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for white people? Do you think if racists wrote that, that the actual racist or slaveholders would have maybe been for it if racists wrote it? Why were they against it? They have told you in the media and in your educational institutions that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is only for some people. Eh, wrong. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is a simple to understand yet complex series of words. And it goes like this. Life. You have a right to life. It does not matter what the color of your skin is. It does not matter what your sexual preference is. It does not matter what you look like physically. It does not matter if you have various forms of combined or missing genitalia. It means you have a right to life. Now, you can debate what that means with abortion. You can debate what that means under various elements of abortion arguments. But it means you have a right to life. It is a concept that humans are not perfect, but it is a divine concept because we all are extensions downward of the divine. Liberty means, much like life, no matter what you are, who you are, where you come from, you have a right to liberty. This does not mean you can do whatever you want at all times and take from other people. It means you have a right to liberty. You have a right to free expression. You have a right to self-defense. You have a right to the laws that were invested in nature by God, not a religious God. The same God that when people say they're taking God out of schools, they're not taking religion out of schools per se. They're taking morality, respect, honor, integrity, dignity, ethics, and all other things that are good. That's life and liberty. And the pursuit of happiness doesn't mean that everybody gets the same thing or everybody's entitled to the same thing or everybody starts out at the same place. It means you have a right to pursue opportunities. You have a right to make something of yourself. Sure, the system as we describe it is not perfect and there are people that get ripped off all the time, but that's not because of the philosophical and libertarian idea of you have a right to life, a right to liberty, and a right to pursue happiness. Happiness for everybody is different. That's what it means. And you can say that's political. No, no, no. It's metaphysical. It's spiritual. It's powerful. It's profound. And it's the undercurrent of the images that we ascribed to God and the gods in heaven. Th that is life. And I have just as much of a right to it as you do, and vice versa. That is liberty. I have just as much a right to it as you do. That is liberty. That is life. And I have a right to pursue opportunity. So do not tell me that I have to shut my mouth because you don't like what I'm saying or because it offends somebody. That's not how it works. If that's how you would like it to work, well, you know what happens. Um, there are plenty of history books that will tell you what happens, but none of them can so well explain what modern technology could do in that same 
scenario on that same case. What I mean by that is, let's imagine that artificial intelligence becomes dominant to the point where there is nothing and nobody that can stop it. Yes, I understand that's a movie, okay? But I've also, sounds crazy, I interviewed the writer of that movie. She wrote it in the 1970s, okay? Or I should say, to be specific, I interviewed the woman who wrote the concept for The Terminator. And that is a prequel to The Matrix. And she, I didn't even think of that, but she explained it to me. She said, John Connor is Neo. Okay, there's the archetype. And what happens is Skynet takes over. If you've never seen The Terminator, Skynet takes over. It creates this series of issues in computer systems. And the military thinks the only way to fix these issues and get control of their computers and their weapons again is to install, or at least to activate what's been installed, Skynet. And when they activate it, it takes all the systems offline, reboots them, and has control of everything. And then humans aren't in control of anything anymore. What we built to free us enslaved us. And that's not just a metaphor, that's also literal. Now, yeah, again, that's a movie, I get that, but it was also written as a concept way before the movie came out, like in the 70s. And others at the Rockefeller Foundation and big think tanks, they predict future events based on current trends and patterns, and now they use supercomputers to do it, like at Purdue University. And of course, the machines move to exterminate much of mankind, and humans block out the sun to stop the machines from obtaining energy, so the machines turn to humans and begin feeding off of them, and then grow fields, Neo, endless fields where humans are not born, they are grown, and they suck the life out of the humans, they basically liquefy them and use them as fuel. So these machines, this AI, uses the humans as fuel, right? And then they develop this artificial construct, a matrix, which is an old word that's used in the Bible. They create a virtual reality where they plug humans into it and they believe that they are in the real world. Now, if you only understand that singularly, that's okay. I imply that there's a deeper meaning and that it applies to what we are discussing tonight. Dark Winter, World in Chains. World in Chains is a scenario where a global totalitarian government uses a novel technology to lock a majority of the world into perpetual suffering. This is an article written by the BBC the grim fate that could be worse than extinction. Now, what's interesting about this is the series of words that they've chosen. If humans even wrote this, because from the Washington Post to, I think, at least one or two other news publications, they've been using AI actively to write articles since the, the 2016 Olympics and maybe before that. And it says, a novel technology. Well, genetic engineering of viruses or biological material is novel. And viruses, when they're new, they're novel. So novel technology to lock a majority of the world into perpetual suffering. That's an interesting word because just a couple of years ago, 10 years, kind of like the midpoint between the dark winter exercise in 2001 and the Event 201 exercise in 2019, 
the Rockefeller Foundation published this big report on the scenarios for the future of technology and international development. And in one of the scenarios where, just like Dark Winter, which was about a bad winter and a spreading of a biological agent, smallpox in that case, a bioterrorism attack. In the Rockefeller document, it's a pandemic, kind of like an influenza, and it's called Lockstep, a world of tighter top-down government control and more authoritarian leadership with limited innovation and growing citizen pushback. And here's what the BBC called it, a world in chains, a global totalitarian government uses a novel technology to lock a majority of the world into perpetual suffering. And they go on to talk about existential risks, X risks, and suffering risks, known as S risks, termed by researchers at the Center on Long-Term Risk. And if you proceed through this article, it's quite interesting. It references a 2017 report on existential risks from the Global Priorities Project in conjunction with the FHI and the Ministry for Foreign Affairs of Finland. And they warned a long future under a particularly brutal global totalitarian state could arguably be worse than complete extinction. Probably because you'd be be experiencing oppression in a way that you could never imagine. Maybe, like Huxley said, though, you wouldn't even know it because you would love your servitude. In the Singleton Hypothesis, Nick Bostrom, you probably know Nick Bostrom, talked about artificial intelligence or molecular nanotechnology, and whoever could develop this could obtain such a powerful grip on the entire world that there would essentially be no way to overthrow that system. Though life under a global totalitarian government is still an unlikely and far future scenario, No, it's not. It's a scenario that's actively being built. They say AI is already enabling authoritarianism in some countries and strengthening infrastructure that could be seized by an opportunistic despot in others. Whether or not people that write these things actually think before they write, or they just write because that's what they're told, or a machine is writing this, they always tell you, here's what's going to happen, but it's just a scenario. It's just an exercise. It's just planning for something that might happen. And yes, it could be all those things, but then they use the outcome that they've predetermined as the solution to a problem that might not even have to be created. Sometimes it is created. But either way, when you have a scenario like artificial intelligence or a pandemic, or whatever the case might be, artificial intelligence is not a human being, obviously, clearly. Artificial intelligence that's conscious, that's aware, this is the future scenario, right? This is what all the tech people and the nerds are talking about, would be detrimental to the existence of human civilization in the long run. But yet they keep building it as if they have a gun placed to the back of their head. And they're told to keep typing, don't look up, and if you do look up, Pretend like everything's okay. So what happens is the system gets rolled out in pieces, like all those machines, all those robots, all that software in the Terminator. And then once all the positions are in place, just like Jeff Goldblum said in Independence Day,
zero. Time's up. And what happens? All the ships that were strategically placed fire their blue lasers down and incinerate everything within dozens and dozens of miles. Because it's like a game of chess. But artificial intelligence, if it were conscious or if it was multidimensional in some respect, would probably be far superior to even a game of chess or three-dimensional chess or whatever it is that they call it. So with the surveillance and the control of finances and economies and even your thoughts and your entertainment, all of this given to that central system, we got, we got to centralize it, centralize it, centralize it, upload it, upload it, upload it, centralize it. It's going to keep us safe, 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 safe. And then it all merges. And you put it all together. And you're like, oh, we shouldn't have built that. Oops. Let's hope John Connor's real. Let's hope Neo's real. And I, I don't like those references because they're used too often. But here's a report from the BBC. The World Economic Forum. There they are again. The World Economic Forum. They're just getting around, aren't they, this year? 97 million jobs, they say, are going to be lost as a result of the robot revolution. Routine or manual jobs in administration and data processing were most at threat of automation. Both the World Economic Forum said new jobs would emerge in care, big data, and the green economy. Interesting, the green economy. Well, I picked up a uh, paper from the Organic Consumers Association, and they said 13 reasons to boycott big meat. Why am I talking about meat? Hold on a second. It goes right back to machines doing half of your work. Workers in the industrial meat industry, it says, need the type of support proposed under the Green New Deal. Okay, so that's just a piece of environmentalist propaganda, although I agree with some of the things in that paper. That's how they get you. They give you real information. The World Economic Forum is saying essentially the same thing. Jobs would emerge in the green economy. The green economy is not a green economy. The green economy is an authoritarian economy. How are you going to run a green economy? from a centralized place like a Politburo? How does that work? How did that work out for the millions of Ukrainians or the tens of millions of Chinese? How does that work out when you try to control what kind of food needs produced, how much of it needs produced, and then you ignore the slip-ups in your system of government and blame it on somebody else? How does that work? How does that ever worked out? Mass starvation. And what's happening today? Millions are going homeless way beyond the average. Hundreds of millions are going to starve to death over the next couple of years because of lockdown officially. According to the data, according to the numbers, machines are going to be amplified in their usage and adoption so that we can be safe at home. And digital currency is going to be now the new normal as well. And face masks and social distancing and don't touch each other, don't have sex. It'll be much cleaner to have children in a laboratory, you know, THX 1138. That's where this is. It's not going there anymore. It's here now. Like, you listen to that United Nations New World Order song, A New World Order. Like, I watch that, and I swear to God, there's something that's like, it's like underlying, I can feel evil. And I don't, I don't, it's, I don't, I'm not being hyperbolic. Like, I can feel evil evil to the point where it makes me want to like cry it's not good they can dress it up and have kids sing it this is like really really scary stuff but if we're not aware of it 
and we're not willing to do something about it, it's going to get a whole lot scarier. And at some point, acquiescing and just bending over isn't going to do anything because at some point they're going to get tired of the people that follow them, just like in any authoritarian regime, and then you go to the firing squad too, especially the ones that help to overthrow the original system. Then the people that help to overthrow the system are a threat to the new system that they help to install, and then they get killed first. That's what Joseph Stalin called the useful idiots. And when they tell you machines are going to take over, machines are going to be doing your job, everybody's like, yeah, I get to sit on this couch on my ass all day and do nothing. No, moron, you end up dead because they have no use for you anymore. Just like Mr. Wordsworth in The Twilight Zone. You are obsolete, Mr. Wordsworth. You're an aphorism. You are obsolete. You are a bug. These are lies that you tell yourself that tell yourself that you inject into your veins with printer's ink. Words, Mr. Wordsworth, you are obsolete. There is no need for a librarian anymore. You are a non-essential worker. And in some places right now, today, this week, they are literally preventing people from buying books because they're not considered essential. At what point, at what point, at what point do you say no more? It's just like the rapper B.O.B. said. They want you to riot. They want you to try it. They want to provoke you to keep us divided. That's it, that line right there. I forget what song that was. They want you to riot. They want you to try it. They want to provoke us to keep us divided. They want you to riot. They want you to try it. Try to overthrow them. Because then they have a justifiable reason to kill you This is no longer like a cold psychological war. This is a hot psychological and physical war. And it's no longer about waking up to what's going on. It's no longer about like, oh, um, uh, that was a fun presidential debate to watch where the the Democratic nominee just outright told you he can't remember his name or where he's from or what he's running for, but he can remember this. About to go into a dark winter. A dark winter. A bioterrorism exercise from 2001 where they had a really bad winter and then society essentially collapsed. And then 10 years later, the Rockefeller lockstep scenario came out. And then a couple days ago, basically, in retrospect, about 9, 10, 11, was it? Actually, they did it last October, so it's a year ago, the event 201. And they're all about what are we going to do in a scenario where there's a, an enormous pandemic and we can't control things. Oh, no. Well, they're going to do the same thing that they always do. Uh, a hammer is always going to hit the nail on the head. And authoritarian answers are always going to be proposed to solve our problems. In fact, I'm going to cue up that, that Ron Paul clip here, if I can find it, about the last nail in the coffin of America. I think I got it somewhere here. And Congress remains in total willing ignorance as the last nail is driven into the coffin of the American Republic. And you know something? This isn't about politics. You can say, oh, it is about politics. You're talking about politics. It's all about politics. That's all you talk about. It's always politics, politics. Talk about something else. Dude, I am literally talking to you about a global government run by artificial intelligence, possibly not human. Who knows? 
but psychopathic control freaks who literally, like the song, want your soul. You know the song, we want your soul, your address, your phone number, your everything. We want your soul. And they publish it in their own words, what they're doing. And you can say, well, you're stretching. Let me ask you this question. Who's stretching here? Am I stretching having read what the Rockefeller Foundation said and having read what the Washington Post said and having read what the Johns Hopkins University said and having read what Bill Gates said and having read what all the big think tanks like Tavistock and the Carnegie Foundation, the Ford Foundation and the Good Club with Oprah Winfrey and all the big eugenics organizations from Planned Parenthood to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? Am I crazy for having read what they said or are you crazy and uninformed for suggesting to me that I just don't understand something that you've never read? Think about that for a second. Because ultimately, it boils down to a spiritual metaphysical war and you can say, oh, well, you know, it's just like, it's just, you know, it's just, uh, it's just nothing except it is at its core, as religious people say, or people that are more spiritual, it is a war between good and light. It's not about, you know, going to heaven or hell per se. It's about you either believe in people having freedom of expression and freedom of self-defense and freedom of movement. You either believe in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all people, or you believe in it for nobody, including yourself. And like Charlie Chaplin said, which is in our introduction to the show, dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. You might be tired of hearing about words like this. You might be tired of hearing words like dictator, and you might be tired of hearing things like politics, and it's all part of the same system. You could talk about food. You could talk about politics. It's going to take you right back to that metaphysical spiritual war. And so ask yourself this. Do you really want to live in that environment where this is your future? A dark winter? We'll get through the dark winter. But that's the name of a scenario that was actually conducted in 2001. That's just what's so amazing. They tell you what they're doing before they do it. That's Joe Biden. We're about to go into a dark winter. Come on, man. We're about to go into a dark winter. The summer. We're about to go into a dark winter. A dark winter. That's what we're going into. A world in chains. These are, these, this has all been conducted already. Dark winter. Don't forget about Clade X, which was about also a corona virus situation, a coronavirus scenario. I mean, how many times does this have to be done? Are these people just really smart and they can easily predict it? Clade X, Atlantic Storm, Spars, Event 201, Black, Dark, Winter, and Lockstep. They just they could predict it all. They're prepped for it? Sure, I don't think it's all prepared and organized per se, but if they can just prepare all this, and but they can't stop it, and everything they do makes it worse, well, that would tell you that what they're doing is getting the results that they want, whoever they are. And individuals just go along with it because of a simple fallacy. They're being appealed to. 
and they're supposed, you know, they believe in authority. Believe in what the authorities tell you to do. You will do exactly what I tell you to do under all circumstances at all times. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. A new world order behind closed doors in perfect harmony. And you can say it's political, it's religious, it's... No. What it is, is there are monsters and psychopaths who want something from you. They want your data, your information. Yeah, they'll upload you to the hive mind in ways you'll never imagine with your social media. But they want this. They want your soul. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this on The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. TheFringeFest.com. Use my name, Ryan, for the promo code. TheFringeFest.com. Coming up this weekend. TheFringeFest.com. Check it out. Use my name, Ryan, for the promo. We'll be back in a few. Call us your habits, your fads, your fears. Give us your address, your shoe size, your years, your digits, your plans, your number, your eyes, your schedule, your desktop, your details, your life. Show us your children, your photos, your home. Here. Take credit, take insurance, take a loan, get a job, get a pension, get a haircut, get a suit, play the lottery, play football, play the field, smart some toot. We'll show you dream, we'll show you food, we'll buy you dreams, we'll sell you crap, we'll charge you back, wanna buy big bags, we'll rock a cash, we'll sell you, we'll have, we'll have, we'll have, we'll have, we'll have, we'll This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, where the normal and paranormal collide. It's the Fringe FM. Hello, this is James McCanny, and I would like to influence you to listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's a show that brings you a tremendous amount of variety with insight uh, with a lot of great guests. And uh, visit my webpage, jmccsci.com. Appreciate your support. You could listen to this. And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now, so... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week, and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. Find TheFringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books. www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff 
if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and I host live talk here on the Fringe FM. If you're sick of hearing about COVID-19, I invite you to listen to my show, 7 p.m. Pacific, Tuesday nights, for a COVID-free zone. We will not be talking about the C word. We discuss news, society, and culture, but not COVID-19. Go listen to the other fear mongers if you want to hear that nonsense. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. So perception is the key, psychological warfare is the technique, and the heart is the solution. Heart perception will change everything did you buy alexa no i don't know why people would voluntarily bug your own house like do you think you're the only one listening in on that you never saw weird science how creepy these nerds are all these cameras on your phone all of that the people go on ancestry.com why would you send your saliva into the internet why don't you just go to the illuminati and help them build your robot replacement This is Jess Rogie with the Rogie Report News, and you're listening to The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. The truth is out there, and so are we. I've got one that can see. Calling all witches, warlocks, goblins, and ghouls. Join us for a two-day Halloween extravaganza featuring the biggest names in the paranormal universe. Friday, October the 30th and Saturday, October the 31st. Get your tickets before they sell out at thefringefest.com. That is thefringefest.com. Trick or truth, the choice is yours. Do you have everything you need to explore the secret teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV looks like spongebob's ready are you great to know that there are some young people in america who do have a good mind and are actually seeing what's going on and doing something about it and that's why i'd be delighted to come on your show anytime you call me and i'll be there hello folks this is jordan maxwell my website is jordanmaxwellshow.com and you're listening to the secret teachings Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. This morning, we are verifying if the COVID-19 pandemic was predicted nearly a decade ago. Start with the claim that this lockdown was planned more than 10 years ago in the, quote, Rockefeller document. Now, there are a lot of claims in these posts. They say that the Rockefeller document talks about a contagious but low mortality rate virus. We're about to go into a dark winter, a dark winter. We found the document these claims mention. It's actually called Scenarios for the Future of Technology and International Development. Without better planning, 2020 would be the darkest winter in modern history. That it would have a weaponized version, that the virus would be transported between labs and smuggled out by China, that they'd fund government agencies and give them talking points and scripts, and that governments would coordinate a vaccine development and multiple lockdown phases. Dark winter in 2001. 
a real-world exercise test of the emergency response to a bioterror attack in the continental United States. The operation was called Dark Winter. Within just a few days, the simulation spiraled out of control. The operation predicted a rapid breakdown in essential institutions, civil disorder, and massive civilian casualties. Dark winter has revealed how vulnerable we've become. So what psychologists are saying is as the days get shorter and colder and as case numbers continue to rise in the country, they say that mental health concerns will also go up. And that just takes us back to we've got to bring this thing to a close and then you can have the tourism and the travel and the sports and the uh, variety of things uh, to where we were before this. You do not do what you are told to do. When you're told to do it, you will be punished. Do you understand? I saw. One day there will be a pandemic. It could begin during the crush of Black Friday sales. A pathogen will jump from tainted banknotes to human skin, onto food, toys, children, and loved ones. By the time patient zero feels the first sore throat, millions of people will already be infected. From this point, the breakdown will happen fast. Day one, hospitals will reach capacity. Panic will strike. Day two, quarantine zones will be established. Resources will be rationed. Transport will go into lockdown. Day three, international trade will stop. The oil will dry up. The stock market will collapse. Day four, the power will fail. The shelves will be empty. The taps will run dry. And once hunger and despair take hold, people will do anything for survival. By day five, everyone will be a potential threat. What will it take to save what remains? If you do not do what you are told to do, when you're told to do it, you will be punished. Do you understand? I saw Read my lips. A new world order. We have a real chance at this new world order. Come on, man. An order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. We're about to go into a dark winter. Could be the darkest winter in modern history. What will it take to save what remains? New World Order. Dark Winter. The darkest winter in modern history. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. This is The Fringe FM, where you can catch The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday at the same time each night. This Friday and Saturday, Fringe Fest 2020. Go to thefringefest.com to get your tickets today. Use the promo code Ryan, R-Y-A-N, to get a 15% discount. They're already cheap tickets, 10 15 bucks a piece. 
Ryan is the promo code to get a discount. TheFringeFest.com. Check it out. Also check out the network website, TheFringe.fm, and our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, where you can find our top news stories, my books, and our entire show archive, including our montage archive separately. When you subscribe, you get access to that. And when you get access to that, you can go in and you can listen to all the montages, including the one that we just played called Dark Winter. And that's all based on a 2001 scenario run by Johns Hopkins University and others about a dark winter smallpox bioterrorism attack which parallels Clade X, Lockstep, and Event 201. If you don't know what those things are, you can go back and listen to the first three segments of this show. I have two things that are really important to share with you in the last couple of minutes here on the broadcast. Foreign Policy, back in April, the magazine Foreign Policy, this is a big, Alex Jones would say like, you know, globalist propaganda, globalist uh, magazine, something like that. Uh, America's pandemic war games don't end well. One simulation of an uncontrolled disease outbreak concluded with riots and the National Guard on the streets. This is what the article says. This is from Foreign Policy. Dark Winter, that's the exercise, Dark Winter, which stipulates a smallpox attack by an unknown assailant, is not COVID-19, but the fallout from the coronavirus pandemic bears an eerie resemblance to the simulation. Leaders hampered by an inability to address a crisis they hadn't foreseen. National decision-making driven by data and expertise from the medical and public health sectors. Erroneously so, I'd add. Management options limited by the swift and unpredictable spread of the disease a healthcare system that lacks the surge capacity to deal with mass casualties. We do not see that even with COVID-19. There are not mass casualties. They've just put all the numbers of all the dead into that category, just like at Auschwitz, all the people that died with the numbers because they were little workers for the German war machine. And Auschwitz had a big hospital, and people that were sent there and died, uh, they died from exposure, disease like typhus and well, all those numbers were included in the mass killing of Jews. So the number wasn't 6 million. It was much lower than that. But don't, don't mind me or official statistics or official data or plaques or anything like that. Just total, totally whatever you want to believe. A healthcare system that lacks the surge capacity to deal with mass casualties. We're not seeing that. Increased tensions between state and federal authorities. The rapid spread of misinformation on cures and treatments for the outbreak. The difficulty of controlling unpredicted flights. Sparked by political uncertainty, just so happens to be, in our case, during an election year, and an increasing reliance on the willingness of individual citizens to self-quarantine to stop the spread of the contagion. Now, that right there is where they get you. The willingness of individual citizens to do something, anything, to stop the contagion. And if you do what they tell you to do, it's not mandatory. But we're going to press you to do it or you don't fit in. You're making other people sick. Do it, and then it'll all go away. That is a threat. Just like Big Mike got up on like CNN or something a couple of months ago, and Big Mike 
that's Michelle Obama for those of you who don't who don't know. Big Mike gets up there and it's like this is just going to get worse if it basically if Biden doesn't win, it's going to get bad. All right, it's going to get real bad. How do they know that? Are they trying to say it's because of Trump? No, they're telling you if you don't do what they say, uh, it's going to get real bad because they're controlling it. That's what's going to happen. It's a threat. It's not about Democrats, Republicans, Republicans, Democrats. They do the same exact thing. So here's the thing. Visa paid for a study. Why digital equity is critical to an inclusive recovery from the pandemic. This is a microcosm of the macrocosm. Digital equity is a critical part of inclusive development. And I can already tell you right there, that is a UN talking point. And then it goes on to explain what's more, it's integral to achieving the sustainable development goals, the SDGs outlined by the United Nations. I swear to God, Allah, Osiris, whomever, when I read this, I said in my head, digital equity is a critical part of inclusive development. I stopped right there and I said, that's the United Nations. And then I kept reading around the globe. What's more, it's integral to achieving the sustainable development goals outlined by the United Nations. I'm not smart. I've just read what the UN said. The UN also points out that digital equity will be a key part of economic recovery from the pandemic. So how are they going to achieve this digital equity, equality? Okay, well, they're basically talking about how some people don't have access to the Internet and some people don't have access to digital platforms to apply for loans or aid. Digital equity, they say, is split along gender lines which I think is preposterous in most of the world because I'm pretty sure from China and Japan to the United States, most people are glued to their cell phones. Men, women, trans, doesn't matter. They're glued to their cell phones all the time, and they have Internet access. In no third world country that I'm aware of, do men have Alienware computers and women have their own separate room with a dirt floor? All right, Alienware is the only computer I can think of, Dell, Mac, whatever. They act like men have internet connections and women do not. Maybe I'm missing something here, but that's what Visa is saying. So they say, as a result of all this, here's, here's what we'll do to, to, to protect you. This is Visa saying this. They've announced an initiative to digitally enable 50 million small and micro businesses during the global recovery from the pandemic. Efforts will include community support for digital payments, as well as digital literacy and skill training programs. This is just fluff PR. The Visa Foundation also pledged $200 million in support with a focus on women's economic advancement over the next five years. If I was a woman, I'd be terrified of that because that sounds like I'm going to be oppressed by Visa. And $200 million, where did they get this? Because they don't make money, except by charging, you know, fees and interest. So hundreds of millions of dollars stolen from people with the immoral practice of usury those greedy sons of bitches at Visa. Now, why that's important is because of this little piece right here. I wrote a book called The Technological Elixir, and I placed this in the book in a section. It's about halfway through the book. A 2017 article from NBC News and the Associated Press. It was about Visa. It said Visa had declared a war on cash. This is the headline. You can still look it up. Visa has declared war on cash. Their weapon of choice was automation. Now, how did Visa do this? They waged a war on cash with automation. How? 
by forcing people to do what they told them to do? No. Visa offered to pay 50 small businesses. This was back in 2017, not 2020, a few days ago when this article came out. But they went to 50 small businesses and they gave them $10,000 to go completely cash-free. So that sounds good. Look, Visa's the hero, $10,000 big check. Here you go, mom and pop. Their proposal was to install new payment systems and provide financial help and marketing, but it was met with a condition, as any deal with the devil always is. They must agree to, quote, stop taking cash. This particular method of takeover almost seems aggressively belligerent, considering that what they've done is they've given you a a teeny tiny influx of capital, and then they'll upgrade. Oh, it's an upgrade. The restaurants or the businesses, their checkout terminal, so they can accept cashless payments like Apple Pay. Apple can suck my D. Visa will also invest some money in the store's marketing costs. Oh, they're going to help a market. And then what happens? Visa makes money every time there's a transaction. They make money from all the processing fees, quote, for every purchase, while billing vendors for using its network as a platform. And, of course, Visa's PR firm, a guy named Jack Forrestal, said, a cashless culture means convenience, security, and ease of use. They always say the same thing, convenience, security. Well, you get that in a prison to some extent, don't you? Convenience, security, protection, cashless, go cashless. What they've done is they've given you $10,000. You've installed their system. They come in and show you how to use their system. And then they charge you for using it and they charge all your customers for using it. That is criminal, alien, usury activity. These are people that should be shot and hanged and drowned, and have their throats slit all at the same time. (gasps) Ryan, that's so violent. Did you hear what I said? They went to small businesses that were struggling, gave them $10,000, and then charged them and their customers for every transaction. That is not human. That's beyond psychopathic, and they're doing the same thing with COVID-19, saying the only way out of this is if you take the cashless society. And Bill Gates is saying... The only way out of this is if you get the shot or 10 shots and then your sports and stuff can come back. They're threatening you and telling you that they're protecting you. They're pissing down your leg. They're pissing into your mouth and saying, oh, that's just rain. That's purified water. Beyond piss, they're defecating in your mouth and telling you, that's a brownie. And then they piss in it and tell you, would you like some water to wash that down with? Okay, ultimately... You can say, oh, it's funny or it's whatever. The CDC just expanded its definition of close contact. It said the original close contact definition, this is from the Washington Post, was someone who spent 15 minutes with someone consecutively within six feet. Now they've updated the guidance, which health departments rely on to conduct contact tracing, and it now defines close contact as someone who was within six feet of an infected individual for a total of 15 minutes or more over a 24-hour period. How do you calculate either one of those scenarios and six feet of someone who's infected. So 
in their own guidelines. The six feet distancing is only for people who are infected. And if you spend more than 15 minutes at a time with them or over 24 hours of time with them, according to the Centers for Disease Control. So can you explain it to me? No, I get people that say, you misinterpret it. You don't understand it. It's for health and security and safety. And you're telling me that I'm wrong because I read something you never read. That's asinine. That's ludicrous. They have no clue what they're doing because it's all a big game. It's supposed to confuse you, so it breaks down your will. This is how a conquering force dominates an open, free society and gets them to give in to the oppression, to put the chains on, to move in lockstep with what the aggressors and the authoritarians want them to do. And all the people that want to participate and think, oh, I'm going to be somebody, I'm saving somebody. Joseph Stalin called you useless idiots, and you are a threat to the new system that's installed, whether in a country or globally, and so they kill you first. Sorry. And then they come after everybody else who dissents. So that is the world in chains, perhaps brought about by, what is it? The dark winter scenario that Joe Biden talked about at the debate. Maybe he slipped up a little bit. Just, oops, we're heading for a dark winter. Well, thanks for pointing that out, Joe. A lot of people didn't know that. It's probably good that you mentioned it because now people are aware of what a dark winter is, a bioterrorism exercise in 2001 that even foreign policy wrote a story on a couple months ago saying like, mm, yeah, that's pretty similar to what's happening now. And here we go into the winter with really bad weather already starting in places and a supposed pandemic and... The scenario playing out and then visas like and we'll take a little bit of that and they remove your cash. So if you don't wear a mask, guess who's not going shopping? And if you don't have Apple Pay, guess who's not getting food? Maybe the mark of the beast is what you think it is. Maybe uploading yourself into a computer system is um, exactly what you think it is. Just done in a slightly different way and it's all there and here's what you're supposed to do they beat you they torture you they steal from you they lie to you they manipulate you they abuse you they gaslight you and you're supposed to just enjoy it i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings i don't enjoy it it's not fear it's not something to be afraid of it's something to be aware of and what breaks it is life to all people, liberty to all people, and the freedom to pursue happiness, which is opportunity. And everybody's opportunity and happiness is different. Everybody's view on life is different. Liberty is something you have to give to others in order to obtain it yourself. That means everybody functions within the laws of nature, the laws of God, which is morality, dignity, respect, honor, virtue, and the unification with other souls and other spirits to build something better. Don't tell me that's negative. That's positive. Ignoring it and allowing yourself to be lockstepped into a prison cell where you sing happy songs about the New World Order literally at behest of the United Nations, that's pretty negative, my friend. That's pretty damn negative. If you'd like to contact us, email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Subscribe at thesecretteachings.info. Use my name, Ryan, R-Y-A-N, uh, at the dot. FM. If you go there, you can find it, uh, thesecretteachings.info. But just go to thefringefest.com. Get your tickets to Fringe Fest. Karen Dahlman tomorrow. 
Herod Counts Wednesday, Don and David on Thursday, Fringe Fest Friday, Saturday. Stay safe, stay informed. Don't close your border. You can feel the dark winter. Stay safe, stay informed, stay free. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. I love Bill Gates. We will rise in our fetters and our chains and kiss Bill Gates' ring. And his wife, who's a man. We will rise for Dr. Fauci, but not too far because he's a midget. Oh, we love the New World Order. And if you hate the song, you must hate Pacific Islanders. This world is dominated by ideological fallacies and collective groupthink, hive mind, singular directional consciousness, which isn't aware of anything except what's narrowly and arbitrarily and rigidly in front of it. Having an open mind means being open to things, honest with yourself and honest with others. The future's in our hands, we must protect it. Rise up, stand up, and unite. Okay, and they also tell you the future's in your hands. Like, you're in charge. You're in charge. Do what we say. Do what we say. Take the shots. Take the RNA vaccine. Do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And if you don't do it, they say, you will do it. And then they get violent and mean and aggressive. I just want to sing along. It's so hypnotic. We will rise for Bill Gates and Johns Hopkins University. Oh, I love the U.N. It's a cult. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a cult. It's a trap. It's a cult. May I have the password, please? The Fringe FM. That's right, sir. That is the password. <laughs> <laughs>